Walking Dead. It was a little longer episode. It was an interesting episode. It was an episode that filled in the blanks. We start off the episode with Father Gabriel inside of his church praying that he wants to die with purpose. We all know that Father Gabriel is in the same trailer with Negan. And I have to say that Negan, to me, has become one of my top five characters on television because he is such a... I never know where he's going and... I, he was presented as one way at first, but there was a lot of things that were filled in today. So we'll, we'll kind of go through that. So after we see Father Gabriel praying to himself in a, in, in a shot that was designed to be before he got caught in the trailer, we see Father Gabriel now inside of the trailer with Negan for the uh, first time. And Negan just, after Negan kind of threatened him initially, we thought that that was going to go a different direction. We see that Negan basically helped him up and sat him down and said, shh, be quiet, because they are surrounded by tons of walkers who are trying to get into the trailer. So... Father Gabriel has one of the lines of the entire show when he says that he just wants to basically he's telling Negan that he wants to die with purpose. And Negan says, I saw you try to save this guy, that idiot, and he drove off. How do you feel about that? And Father Gabriel is like, everyone dies for no, everything happens for a reason. And maybe my reason is, I think my reason is to hear your confession. But before that happens, I'm sorry, I skipped a scene. We have this lunatic, uh, uh, this lunatic come in and he is the guy, I forgot his name, I'm going to get it. He is a crazy guy, one of the leaders of one of the outposts. We're, we, we are now inside of the sanctuary and he is bringing breakfast to Gregory. He says, I have some hilltop sorghum pancakes, which is beginning a running theme throughout throughout this show about these sorghum pancakes and I think I'm about to try one one time and Gregory is basically saying that I'm here I'm on your side not their side now keep in mind this was right before placed right before Rick and the crew drove up on Negus compound so what they're doing is they are filling the blanks and telling the story from each person's point of view last week we had Ezekiel's point of view this week we have we're having Negan and Negan and the sanctuary's point of view so right before the big meeting with all of the department heads per se we have uh, Simon. Yeah, Simon's his name. Simon is in there talking with Gregory and saying that you had to have a solution and so forth. So then we kick back to Gregory, and Gregory is talking some old crazy stuff, saying that I have a solution. I know you like to kill. Neil's like, no, I don't like to kill. But Simon's saying that I can tell everyone that whoever's with, whoever basically doesn't stand down will have to leave the compound. So that's where that idea came from. 
So as they're meeting, Simon says, well, we can do that. And if we surround Gregory and show a show of force, then it should be, as Simon says, copacetic. And then the people will fall in line. But if they don't, we can basically kill them off. And then that would be a message to the other communities. And Negan, this is where Negan's character takes a turn and begins a very revealing sequence of events. Negan changes his entire demeanor. He focuses in on Simon and he begins to say, people are a resource. But before he said it, he used the term for Negan, which is one of his gangster terms, he says money on the table meaning that I am now showing you my hand this is who I am and then he begins to focus on Simon separate him verbally and say people are a resource this is who we are we are not who you're saying we are what is your issue are you backsliding he was challenging Simon as to who he was and he he was very upset he was very adamant he basically said people are a resource why are you proposing that we kill people people and then he says something very telling people are a foundation of what we do and it begins to put it into perspective as to Negan isn't this tyrant that just wants to kill everyone he's actually trying to do the right thing albeit maybe not the best way to go about it but he is doing it in a way that affects less people although the standard of living of the people that is under him is pretty bad at least he's not trying to be a tyrant where he's just trying to murder everyone so we also have Eugene in this meeting which is interesting and we have the guy that was the hilltops no the um the kingdom's um Saviors, liaison per se, he's there. And we have the killer chick there who just totally gets on my nerves. And in the middle of this meeting, <laughs> Negan, <laughs> Negan notices that Rick's driving up and he says they have some hillbilly grates on their cars. So we can't shoot it. Can't shoot him. We'll just be wasting bullets. But he did say something very important in that do we kind of launch this particular uh, attack. He said, no, let's go out there and talk with him. So that's when they came out and that's when Rick did his spill. So then, so then they revert back to the uh, trailer and Negan has disarmed Father Gabriel at this point and Negan is smiling and Negan is in total charge because he wants to work with Father Gabriel because he looks at Father Gabriel as being a resource, a way to help him escape this situation. And Father Gabriel, and he calls him creepy, <laughs> which is, I thought pretty funny. He calls him creepy and then that's when he starts talking with him and then that's when he says to him that, listen, why did you pick that guy Gregory up and Father Gabriel says because I want to have a purpose and so forth and then Gabriel says maybe I'm supposed to be here and I think you're here to give me a confession so we have this great scene between two very strong actors very strong characters and is a very tense 
kind of give and take. You you don't want Father Gabriel to die. He's with this psychopath who already killed two of his friends. And Negan says something very different too. He says, I don't kill people. Rick gets people killed. I just kill them. Meaning that he says Rick basically started this war with him. He raided his compound, killed all his people, and because of the consequences of that, he had to retaliate or respond. So he started laying out a strategy saying that my way of doing things is not to kill everyone, but, and we'll talk about this later or get into this later, he is saying that you kill the right people to set an example so that everyone else falls in line versus wiping everyone out. So he's trying to he's trying to establish order by knocking off the right people and thereby everyone stands in line and then everyone benefits but his people that benefit once again the standard of living is not that good so we have this very interesting verbal spar between two strong characters that is worth the price of admission. Now we have Rick and Daryl and I have to admit I'm a Walking Dead fanatic. I'm a Walking Dead. I love every part of it. I didn't like the scene between Rick and Daryl today and I hate even saying that. Um, it, it seemed forced but it's pretty revealing. We'll get into that. Daryl breaks out with, they're talking with the guy that was driving the truck, and he's saying everyone's dead. They're asking him what happened, and he said everyone's gone from both sides. No one won, no one lost. Every he Basically, the guy said everyone lost. And they said everyone? He said yes, but the king, Jerry, and he says some psycho woman, short hair, and they both know that's, of course, that's Carol. And in the truck, they have the guns. And as they're taking out the guns, they see some dynamite. So once they see the dynamite, they switch back to Gabriel and Negan. And they're talking. And this is when we find some of Negan's background where he is actually saying that I used to watch. I used to take care of kids. And, ne and Father Gabriel is like, why? And he's saying, because I try to get them while they're small before they get to be big and to become a major problem. Problem. So we learn a little bit about Negan's background. Then we then we revert back to this sanctuary compound where you have Simon who's trying to be in charge and it's not working out well. And they're proposing all of these different solutions. And Eugene is like, none of that's going to work. You, this is why you have this many people and they will be surrounded this quickly and basically they'll be sacrificed. So everyone there is not on the Negan's train of looking at people as a resource, but they are of the ilk, I should say, where they're just trying to sacrifice people for their own gain. So... Um, Meanwhile, you have Daryl there, who, um, I'm sorry, Dwight there, who's, who is kind of backing up Eugene with, with Eugene's 
solutions to how to escape the walkers that surround their compound because one thing is happening is that they're losing water and fuel and they need to resupply and if they don't resupply is people are going to start starving now there are about 40 workers that are in the building and they are downstairs and they're talking about doing a revolt because the savior is supposed to protect them and then because they're protected by these guys then their job is to work and to provide the uh logistics of living inside the Savior's compound. So they have to quell this mini-rebellion that's beginning to happen. And they're realizing that without needing there, it's they're now competing at who's going to be in charge or who has a better idea. So Eugene then visits Daryl, the next scene, to thank him for backing him up because they were looking at Eugene as being the as being the turncoat uh, because they're basically saying someone had to allow all this to happen, that it's impossible for Rick to attack at the right time while they were having this meeting. And... Basically, uh, Daryl saved Eugene from further scrutiny. Then we flash back to where Negan and Father Gabriel is, and they're discussing more of their past. They are they are basically broing out. <laughs> they're having a they're having a bro out. They're talking about the walkers outside. They're talking about um, Negan's ability to lead and what is his leadership style is, and. Uh, Negan stands up uh, during this time and Father Gabriel is just saying, look, man, you need to confess your sins. You need to get this off your chest. I am here. And Negan is fighting that at the moment, but he is still kind of at least listening to him. And Father and Negan really respects Father Gabriel, I think partly because he saw that he was just trying to help. Gregory, even after what Gregory did. So we have Father Gabriel trying to make a move on Negan and actually take his gun while he's antagonizing him, saying that if you're this great guy, why did you have all of these wives and so forth? And who was your real wife? Then Father Gabriel makes a man's move, takes the gun, shoots it off, misses Negan again, runs into another part of the trailer, closes the door. Negan is upset. He's slamming the bat down because he wants him as a resource. So these, so this is a very kind of intense scene, and we are. <laughs> Negan is getting his swag, and he's saying, "Okay, I have to, I have to get control of this thing." He says, "You have the gun. We're going to work together on this." So of course they cut to a commercial after that scene. So then when the commercial comes back, we have the um, we have Rick and Daryl once again. Daryl at this point, let me tell you what Daryl wants to do. Daryl wants to take the dynamite and he wants to basically bomb the sanctuary and say and let and let all the walkers in and devour everybody. Rick is saying there are workers there, there are people there, there are people that don't fight. Why would you do that? There are innocent people there. Daryl is saying it's not our fault that they're working for the sanctuary it is this is on Negan but we have to win we can end this thing tonight and Rick is like no I don't want to do it like that Daryl's like well that's you this is what I'm doing then of course you know what happens they have this fake bro fight 
and this kind of whole storyline kind of kind of pisses me off really because once they're fighting Rick takes the dynamite throws it back of the truck of course the truck catches fire then the dynamite blows up it blows up with the guns so now so now not only did they have the dynamite but they don't have the guns which they came there for initially but Rick is saying we don't need the guns why because we have a plan and that plan is according to the previews is they're going to go back to the trash people work out a deal which I hate that trash people don't like I wish they would just X them from the show but they're here to stay apparently so that's that so we have this fake bro fight uh, Daryl kind of wins he doesn't um so after the bro fight we we switch over to the compound and the electricity goes off and then they switch back to the fight daryl and rick are still fighting rah rah re re the truck goes up you know if you're in the middle of war then you settle your differences another time if you have that much differences then you can't fight each other because you fight each other that's a sure recipe for failure and i believe that they were totally irresponsible in fighting each other and allowing their resources to be blown up that way and I don't like this storyline I don't like the way it went I thought it was irresponsible and I didn't want to see it because everything else they did was smart so uh, Rick is saying I guess I have to walk so I guess he has, 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 has a destination to go to and we find out what that destination is it's to the trash people and Daryl is going his way but we don't know what Daryl's destination is so we revert back to the trailer and this is when Negan is like we're gonna have to get out of here so Negan grabbed one of the walkers he brought him in they're going to him and Father Gabriel are going to put their guts on him and then they're going to walk out and the scene right before this though Father Gabriel and Negan have a confession to each other Father Gabriel confesses that he left his parishioners outside and he heard them die and that's haunting him to this day. Negan confesses that he had a wife and his wife passed away and she was the original um, she, um, she was the she was his original wife. He loved her and so forth. Now that, that was his confession. So Father Gabriel and Negan are now partners in crime to escape this trailer that is surrounded by zombies. So their their job is to, as they're slashing these guts all over them, which is, to be honest with me, I'd have put it on my skin, I'd have put it on every, my hair, I'd have those, I'd have been drenched in guts because there were so many walkers surrounded. I wouldn't want any kind of chance that my flesh would have went through I didn't comment on the red handle series yet because I'm, I'm going to watch that all at one time the it's hard to comment on the small snippets that you have between shows so that'll be this, its own podcast but it looks pretty good so once again like this is a long episode they apply the guts and then they open the door the walkers come in the walkers walk right past them because they're surrounded in guts father gabriel has his gun and he falls down 
of course, and when he falls down, one of the walkers gets up and says, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. And then the walker attacks him. And then Negan and Father Gabriel are just basically going through the crowd. And they are fighting their way through. And Gabriel is saving Negan. Negan is saving Gabriel. It's one of those scenes that are imminent danger, but we know they're going to get through. But it's still really, really good. These guys are in here in the sanctuary, and they don't know that Negan has escaped. The people are starting to um, become upset because it's hot downstairs, and they come upstairs to we're, – we're in a sanctuary now. They come upstairs to the meeting, and Simon comes out to talk with them, and he's basically trying to trying to bully them back downstairs. They're like, no, we're not going. And then the killer girl says, I'm Negan, and shoots one of them. And then Negan whistles, and he's like, I'm here. I'm back. And Negan comes back and he said, I'm put everything back in order. And then we have Dwight there who is also trying to help things in order. Now, I'm going to kind of summarize from here on out. Um, after Negan comes back, they have a meeting. And during the meeting, Dwight, uh, they basically say, see that someone is taking guns from the armory. And Eugene sees that there is a paint smudge on the bag. That paint smudge came from Daryl's toys, uh, Daryl's carvings when Eugene visited Daryl earlier that we talked about. And Eugene now knows that it's Dwight who is the turncoat. So now we are going to find out if the most interesting revelation is, are we going to find out, is is Eugene going to tell Negan about Dwight? We are really going to find out who Eugene actually is. Is he Negan? Is he Team Negan? Or is he Team Rick? This is a deciding factor. It's one of the most interesting things that come out in this episode. So we will find out. Meanwhile, Father Gabriel is uh, some kind of sick. He was in the closet. He was passing out. He was full of uh, fever. We don't know if he was bit or not. I don't think so. We don't know. We'll find out next week or perhaps after the break. So this is J Funds One. We did a recap of the season eight, episode four of The Walking Dead. And now we are going to tie it up here. My my thoughts on the show was that it's one of the better shows because of the verbal play that was involved. And my also, my thoughts also was that this show was interesting because Negan carried this entire episode. His presence, his demeanor, his stature, his acting. He totally carried the episode. Father Gabriel did also, and Eugene played his part. I love the episode. I look forward to next week. And this is J-Funds 1. I am also going to uh, transition now where... Uh, I, I watched The Punisher on Netflix. And the reason why I'm talking about The Punisher is because I got a chance to see Shane. And Shane basically is The Punisher. It's the same kind of character. But when you watch The Punisher, it's like watching an extension of The Walking Dead because you, you finally get to see Shane in his full glory of him doing all of the military 
things he wanted to do. It was about survival. It was the same. Basically, the Punisher had the same themes as The Walking Dead, where you try to keep your family safe, and you have people that aren't uh, that are trying to kill your family. And he is trying to keep not his family safe because, of course, his family died, but another family. And it, it was interesting because it had the same parallels as The Walking Dead because Shane tried to keep Rick's family safe, and now you have the Punisher trying to keep another guy's family safe the same way who everyone thought was dead. So you really had a Walking Dead flavor, same parallel storyline, but they were able to explore Shane's personality, his ferociousness, his viciousness, his military tactics in such a way that the Walking Dead could not because of the storyline and the subject matter. So I kind of look at this as, as an extension of The Walking Dead where if, if Shane had survived this is how Shane would have been and this is how he would have tried to handle the governor and Negan and so forth because he tried to handle because he's going against really very similar characters in The Punisher. So if you want to have an extension of faux pas Walking Dead and kind of satisfy your shame fix, I highly suggest watching The Punisher. It is awesome. So that's my spew on that. This is JFunds1. Thank you very much. I will see you next week on the next episode of Walking Dead, and I am out.